Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this week's edition of the Ninth State Sports Show. My name is Joe Marcellina, and for the next half hour, we'll be talking some NHIAA football with this week's guest, Merrimack head coach Kip Jackson. Uh, first, let me remind you that this show is recorded at 7 p.m. every Wednesday during the football season at Riverside Barbecue in Nashua. You are invited to join us each week on location or be a part of the show by emailing your, any questions you might have to nhhighschoolsports at gmail.com. Uh, if you can't make it to Riverside, of course, you can always listen to the show starting on Thursdays at nh-highschoolsports.com or on iTunes. Now, let's get to the interesting stuff and say hello to our guest, uh, Kip Jackson. Coach, hello hey. and thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. This yeah. is a great place. Barbecue and blues music. This blues is like heaven for me. And football. <laughs> right, exactly. Football, talking football, yeah. Yeah, this has definitely uh, been one of my favorite spots. Uh, in Nashua since it opened. You were saying yourself, too, that, that you're down here quite a bit. Yeah, I used to be down here uh, a lot. Now that I'm uh, in Merrimack more, I don't get a chance to stop by, but uh, they actually hosted a pasta dinner for us when I was a coach at Nashua South, and we had a great time here. Of course, long time. Uh, you were at South for a long time there. Uh, the owner, Dave Manganello, his son Bobby, played at South for a little while, so there's yeah. some, uh, some connections there. Yes, the Sausage Prince. The sausage <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I actually haven't seen him to, to, to throw that one at him yet. I uh, haven't <laughs> seen Bobby yet, but uh, I'm sure he'll be around at some point soon. I get to get to share that. I'm sure he'll love that. Yes, he will. Uh, <laughs> anyways, now you are obviously the head coach at Merrimack, been there the last two years. Um, you know, just you guys are now going into week uh, five of the season, three and one, uh, won the last three. Just how do you feel like you guys, I mean, we're at the midpoint pretty much. How do you feel like these guys are, are where they are? Uh, we had a uh, we had a good off season uh, this past off season, and uh, the kids have been working hard. And I think we've improved every week, and uh, definitely uh, have improved from the from the Bedford game. And uh, look forward to the challenge this week against Salem. Yeah, obviously a huge one. Um, was was working on some stuff this afternoon, looking at you know just where everybody kind of stands. And this one. I mean, it's a big one for you guys, a big one for them too. Um, but being a game behind them right now, obviously you throw the tiebreakers in there and all that stuff. Do you talk to your guys, you know, about about implications at this point, or is it still, hey, we got a tough football team, we got to beat this week? More, we have a tough football team, and it's a challenge, and uh, we have to raise our game if we actually want to be able to to play with them and win. Um, they're they're a very good team, but we don't talk about playoff implications. Uh, kind of go with the Bull Durham one day at a time approach and uh, keep moving forward. You know, I, I think that's something we talked about a couple times in the preseason was just, I mean, this is a program that, that playoffs are kind of like a, I don't know what the right word for it is. Never, never, never land. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, how was that? How did you handle that going into this season? You know, that there was, that it felt like there were a lot of expectations you know, going. I mean, everyone I talked to felt like, "Oh, Merrimack's going to be the team to beat this year." And, and I, I know I said to you, "How do you say that yeah. about a team that that has hasn't been to the playoffs in about what ten or eleven years?" Eleven or twelve 11 or 12 years. 12 years. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Uh, I, I'm. I write. I don't do math. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I had the same uh, same concerns. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a program that's not used to winning, and uh, I didn't want them to think about. Uh, think about the playoffs. Just think about trying to get better every single day. And uh, if we happen to be good enough to make the playoffs, then so be it. If get the most out of our ability and keep moving forward. Um, but yeah, we didn't really talk about it. I mean, we have 
high expectations for ourselves and we've set uh, high goals for ourselves. But uh, uh, we're, like you said, we're almost at the midpoint of the season. So we want to keep playing the games that we have in front of us, the mm -hmm. games that we know we have scheduled, not ones that we could have scheduled. Right. You, you know, uh, as we were saying, big game this week against Salem. You, the last couple weeks you've won pretty easily, uh, putting up over 50 points in each game. Um, you know, how are these guys, do they seem any different this week no, or going into this game, knowing they're, this is a team that's 4-0 in Salem? You know, is it, is it are, but are they the same guy or are they the same guys that they've been week to week this year? Um, they are, uh, <laughs> uh, I think you're supposed to be uh, arrogant and uh, um, in how you approach things uh instead i think they're pretty much ignorant uh they really uh, uh they're just going about their business they mm -hmm. really are and uh i, I appreciate that ab about them they just they just like to play and they want to compete and, and uh, they see this as a big challenge for them they kind of focus maybe more on what they need to do well to succeed rather than you know this is what salem's going to do to try to stop us kind of that's more your concern as yeah. a coach yeah, yeah exactly yeah. exactly well, what is it i mean you look at, at at what they've done this year and um i think you could say they're one of been one of the better defensive teams in division one this year probably in the state um you know what kind of challenges do they present for you know what you guys want to do on offense uh, in terms of uh our offense last year, there were two teams that defended us very well. Uh, I mean, a lot of teams defending uh, defended us well, but the two teams that stood out to me were Timberlane and Salem, mm -hmm. and uh, both did a really good job of tackling in space and bringing pressure. And uh, I think they have a team built for that again this year. They have mm -hmm. a lot of athletes, and they have a couple of guys inside that are good sized, good linebackers. Um, they're they're a challenge. Mm -hmm. uh, they really are. And then. Uh, combine that with the fact that they don't have a lot of guys that go both ways. Uh, one of our advantages as a team is that we like to go fast mm -hmm. and wear teams down. And it's hard, harder to wear teams down when you only have seven kids going, you know, one way and the other rest of them are going two ways. Right, so it's right, a little different. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you mentioned that opening game against Bedford. Um, and I remember I, I, you know, I pulled up. I think I was I showed up around an hour early to that game. Um, knowing it was going to be the kind of crowd that it was. And, uh, you know, stopping at the line to get in, I'm telling people, oh, you know, media. And, the guy, and one of the guys said to me, geez, another one? What is this, the Super yeah. Bowl? Uh, and, and it kind of, I mean, that was a big game for a season opener. Did you like that? Uh, did you like starting the season off with a contest like that? Um, or would you have rather kind of... You know, had games like the last couple of weeks where you're kind of easing into maybe easing into the season a little bit. What was what do you prefer? I mean, the the conservative part of me obviously wants to just ease into something like that, but yeah. the realist knows that um, having a game like that earlier in the season prepares us better for a game like we have Friday night. Mm -hmm. uh, that was uh, a crazy atmosphere. Uh, like you said, the first game, uh, number one versus number two in the state, ranked at the time and uh neighboring towns and it was uh there was media frenzy and i expect the same same thing on friday night and uh, i think our kids will be much better prepared to deal with the environment and the atmosphere plus we'll be playing at home um i mean uh, i'm really excited just talking about it. i'm just i'm hoping the rain holds off a little bit i know it's yeah. it's forecasted for it and if, uh last week was just a, a mess that yeah. friday night i know i was at north south i know you guys were off fortunately didn't have to play in it yeah um but how much is that i mean i hate i know i know coaches hate to talk about weather and and what it does to them but i've also heard coaches say well 
they're not going to postpone a championship game or a playoff game because it's raining. So you got to get used to it. How, how does it? And, and you guys liking to throw the ball a lot. What does it do to? to does it do anything? To doesn't you change our approach at all. It no. Really doesn't. Uh, I when we first started uh, last year, uh, the kids were. Um, they didn't really like playing in the rain, and we cut, we we talked about it a lot that it was just another obstacle that they had to overcome, and uh, so we started to you know wet the balls and practice and do different things, and they're like you know what it's not that much different, and uh, just harken back to uh, when South played Pinkerton in the uh, championship game uh, in 2008, I believe, and right, yeah. uh, I mean it was freezing, <laughs> but we still threw yeah. the ball and uh, the kids caught the ball. I mean it's just you have to. At the right mindset. Now the kids are excited to play in the rain. They're they're actually wishing for rain on Friday night, which, you know, most people would look at him and say, "Are you crazy? You throw you throw the ball all the time. Salem runs the ball all the time. You, I would think it's their advantage, but our kids don't look at it that way." You know, it's that that I'm um, that South game, that South Pinkerton championship game. You're right. Was I think that's the coldest I've ever been at a game. I don't. I, I must have had three layers on, and I'm not a guy that. I'm usually layers like that yeah I was in the same program yeah. and uh, when we got there and the f uh, I think the week before they had played Londonderry in a playoff game and it rained and so the field had a whole bunch of ruts in it and uh, it was it was painful to play in for them and I know it was painful to, to coach in so I actually on that last play of that game was in the end zone on the side that that the the, the two-point conversion that you're yep. gonna tried to throw uh, was on that side of the field and actually got hit with the ball like after it bounced like and thankfully I had enough awareness to just pivot it was like a because brick. I yeah I would have gotten hit and not been able to do anything yeah. post game um, but it it hit me like on my keys and, like drilled them into my side that was that was a any other day would have been miserable but yeah. it was nice it was that was a fantastic game yeah uh, phenomenal game what yeah. do, what do you like what what do you remember most looking back on that game? On that game, aside uh, from the cold, obviously. Aside from the cold, uh, that was uh, that was such a great game, and uh, I, I remember David uh, Zacco uh, really uh, taking over the game. Um, uh, made a couple of key defensive stops, which uh, I think uh, uh, caused them to go for two. Between that and the fact that their uh, the kicker was hurt on uh, one right, of the kickoffs. Yep. Yeah. Um, it was just it was just a wonderful game, well played game, and uh, I would have said that even if we lost. I just I really enjoyed being there. Yeah, it was uh, it was a fun game to watch. Yeah, and um, and obviously you know coaching there, you and Scott Knight still runs that spread offense there. You are running that up in Merrimack. How much of that did you bring, you know, from South with you? I mean, was it? Was it something that you, you know, before you started at South, were you kind of a spread offense guy as a, as a head coach? Or, you know, was that something that I know before you was North, Dante Lorendi was there, but it's a different kind of spread. Yeah. What, what did you, how did much of that did you bring with you, or was that already kind of something you liked? Well, I, I, I liked it. Um, you have to remember I'm old and uh, I've been coaching a while. So when we were at South is when uh, I believe Urban Meyer really started running uh, the spread at Utah yeah. and uh, uh, really thought that that would be a great approach for, for offense. And uh, uh, Coach Knight obviously uh, felt that way as well as uh, Coach Jackson, who is the offensive coordinator. Uh, at South, and he's now the offensive coordinator at Merrimack, and he he's he's a phenomenal football mind, and uh, 
uh, I mean, we're very lucky to have him and everything that he brings. So It certainly helps, too, having the guys that fit into that system. Um, and you've got a couple of great ones there, and your, your quarterback, Justin Grassini, so many weapons there, and Tyler Daniel and, and Joe Eichmann, and I'm sure I'm, there's probably about three other, four other guys that I'm yeah. forgetting, and just – you know some of those guys, who are some of those other guys that you, that you th- you are you count on every week to be you know it seems like all of them can be the man if you need them to be yeah i mean it's it's an in- interesting group of kids in that um i think we talked about this when we met in august uh they just like to play it's it's uh they like to play so much it's annoying because they're always throwing balls around and hanging out and uh but what ends up happening is they all can throw and catch like all our kids can throw and catch, including, I mean, every lineman thinks they're a quarterback anyway, but uh, <laughs> we have linemen actually really can throw and catch. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of the other guys, uh, I think uh, one of the other guys that is no longer another guy is Justin Weiser. Uh, people are beginning to realize what a weapon uh, he is. Uh, people stop talking about Brody Kelly, but um, at some point this season they'll remember who he is. Uh, he's a running back linebacker. Um, we have uh, Danny McKillop, who is uh, another wideout and also plays defensive end. He's a very good player. Uh, you know, we have, a, we have a lot of other guys, as you, as you so appropriately put it. Um, and then, you know, Alec Bronchuk, who is uh, a safety, but he also comes in and uh, he threw a touchdown pass against Bedford. And then um, I believe he threw another one against Central. Uh, as a as a running back, so uh, we we have just have a lot of a lot of kids that that are skilled and play multiple sports and like to do things. Yeah, and they they probably like you were saying they all think they're a quarterback. They probably com- probably have in their minds they're competing against each other. Who can throw the best? Every day, pass every <laughs> every single day. <laughs> um, you know, everybody it seems is going to talk about your offense when you're scoring 50 points a game. Um, you have skill players like you guys do what about your your defense though I, I know I kind of talked to you about it after the Bedford game to, to hold them to 24 points and you look at one of those was on a really short field um, what what have you guys done you know how much have you improved defensively because I remember back to a few years ago before you you know before this coaching staff got there you know everybody it seemed was scoring points against Merrimack yeah what is different now and how have these guys worked on that end of it to to kind of tighten up on that end uh we've really focused on um on fundamentals i mean football uh, when, when it all comes down to i mean every coach will tell you is blocking and tackling and uh right now it's very important especially playing against a lot of spread offenses to be able to tackle in space uh so we've really focused a lot on uh open field tackling uh surrounding the ball everybody understanding their fits uh we have a very uh versatile defense and we have a very fast defense uh, coach Lilly has done a done a great job of uh, putting in a defense that appears to be complex to the outsider but I think to the kids it's very simple and that's important because we want them to be able to play fast uh, if they don't have to think we're so much better uh, anytime they have to stop and think it's it's something bad is going to happen for us so uh, we've really tried to simplify things and allow them to be aggressive that's not a negative thing, too. You just want you want reactions. You yeah, exactly. don't want, you know, football's not or any sport really. I think isn't the place for maybe well thought out, yeah. you know, responses to things. Yeah. You want to read and react kind of yeah. thing. And by keeping it simple, it's it's uh, probably uh, you know the John Wooden approach where uh, we're going to do 
the same things over and over and over again so that once again when you get in a game or you get in a pressure situation you just react but you react the right way you're not reacting in a way that that's off the grid and uh your teammates don't expect or yeah kind of look at you like what is that guy doing? exactly <laughs> you know what's um what's kind of been the response around town um to what you guys are doing um you do you hear a lot from you know I, i'm sure you know you've got your your parents and your booster club and you know they're probably into it maybe more than they have been in the past i don't know you may oh, yeah, not definitely. know because of you know you weren't there a few years ago but around the town like do you go places and hear things from people that maybe you didn't in the past yeah i mean i i, I live in merrimack so uh i definitely hear about uh football or didn't hear about football before everybody's very excited about the program um, and they're not just excited about what's happening on the field. I think they're more excited about a lot of the stuff that the kids are doing in the, in the community in terms of community service. Um, they helped out a lot with uh, there was a uh, reunion for the uh, Marines that served with Tim Gibson. They helped out with that. Um, they do a lot of stuff with uh, the children from the Y. I think they're, they've made their presence known in a positive way in town, and that's uh, brought more people into the program. Mm -hmm. How um, how rewarding is that stuff for you to see as a coach? You know that, you know your guys are taking maybe an, I mean their community's taking an interest in them, and they kind of return the favor there that they're just not showing up to play football or or that you know they're they're participating in in yeah the community. I mean that's there. that's the obviously the the big picture. Uh, I, I I don't think anybody I'm coaching is is going to go to the NFL, and uh, if, if they do, I always tell them I just want them to get me a seat when they're in town, you know, <laughs> similar to probably Coach yeah, Roby yeah. and, uh, and Kendall. <laughs> so funny. Um, but I, uh, I'm not really uh, – I'm, I'm very excited about, about what they're doing, and uh, this is probably the most rewarding thing is seeing that they, they're starting to get that part of it um, because – uh, if they understand a sense of community, whether they stay in Merrimack or go someplace else, they'll bring that with them. And that's what happened with me. That's one of the reasons I try to commit myself to helping other people is because I had a lot of mentors and a lot of coaches that helped me out. And hopefully they can do the same thing going forward. Um, wow, I just blanked out there. What was my next question going to be? Know. I, I don't know. We got distracted by, by yeah, <laughs> Dave, Dave, Dave. We were talking about Dave earlier. He came by to, to say hello. Um, you know, do you – I think I, I asked you a little bit earlier about talking about the guys with playoffs, and, you know, that's not even on, on the, the radar right now uh, for them. But what about as, as you as a football fan of, of Division One football, do you look at the bigger picture a lot, um, regardless of where you guys fit into it? I mean, is it something that you, you take notice of? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I – I try to pay attention to what's going on in the division actually uh, a lot of uh, a lot of the football in the state just uh, keep up on the scores and what's going on and uh, uh, definitely have an understanding and appreciation of uh, of where we're at right now and what we need to do but uh, if I start to to worry about uh, you know what Timberlane's doing or what Pinkerton's doing then I'm gonna lose I'm going to lose track of what Merrimack needs to do. And that, that to me, is really the most important thing is, is what we need to do. So I just try to stay focused on that. And if I, if, I, if I keep that mindset, then hopefully the kids can also. Although I know 
once again, you talked about the community. Everybody's telling them that, you know, you guys are great and everything else. I'm like, well, that's good that they think that, but they all thought you sucked, you know, last year and the year before. <laughs> right. So let's just yeah. keep it all in perspective. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's, it's tough to not talk about sometimes, I think, because – you know, it's such a short season. Yeah. Um, you know, you the margin. I mean, you really look at it, and the, especially I think this year, the margin for error is is really small. I, I know there seems like there's you know different levels of, of where teams are. Like, there's a group that seems like it's the top, and then maybe the middle and the bottom. But even with that, I mean, you look at you know the the game that that Goffstown had with Londonderry to start the year. Um, you had Keen, you know, beating BG last week, which Bedford surprised and a lot of people. Benford and Timberlane is a closer game than a lot of people thought. And then Timberlane goes to Goffstown and and, yeah. and gets you know yep. beat up there. Yep. I just it, it's so. I think you know. Do you think maybe this is what when they started switching over to the three division format? I mean, this is what they wanted, right? Oh, most definitely. Um, that and. Uh, uh, it's, it's funny you brought, brought that up because uh, I was talking to uh, Coach Lilly, Brandon Lilly, uh, yesterday and uh, how it's it's a different rhythm now because you're facing different teams. Yeah. Uh, obviously with us because we're in, uh, in the South, which uh, I don't really understand why, <laughs> but that's a whole different story. Uh, we face Pinkerton and Salem and Timberlane and Londonderry every single year, but th- those other uh, five games are different. And mm-hmm. that's actually pretty cool. I mean, we haven't played a Manchester school in a while, in three years, yeah, and yeah. Uh, uh, also hadn't played Concord and never played Bedford. Me as a coach, I'd never coached against Bedford, so it was good to be able to have the opportunity to, to go there and yeah, to, yeah. to go to Concord again, and uh, that, that's exciting. Yeah, it's, it, it's one thing that, that I'm hoping moving forward they don't change about Division One is that it is a rotating schedule. Um, you know, I, I had this conversation with Roger Brown a number of times, uh, from Union Leader, uh, New Hampshire Football Report, and even a couple of weeks ago, was that, you know, maybe they switch to a two-conference setup, but change them. I mean, there's no reason why you can't right. rotate them, um, because it's it is it's you you really don't know from year to year. You, you have an idea, right? But you don't go into it saying, "Oh, this is so and so's year." Right, yeah. right. Well, again, that and year again, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you could have. Uh, uh, I I think our conference is is strong. I really do. Uh, I, I I mean, everybody. Uh, I know Londonderry must be very frustrated, but uh, uh, that's a good football team. Timberlane's a good football team. I mean, uh, all these teams are really good, and uh, uh, there's there's no gimmies any week. So I mean, you were talking about the different tiers, and uh, uh, any team from any tier can beat another team if you don't come yeah, in prepared yeah. um there's a lot of i mean all the coaches that i know are good coaches they work hard they're gonna they're gonna prepare their teams and they're preparing them to win they're not coming to merrimack to lose or yeah. having us go to timberlane to lose where we have to play you know going going back a little bit to um you know talking about the community you know i hear a lot i feel like merrimack is is one of the towns and, and maybe one of the programs where i hear a lot about past players still being around you know i um, run into a lot of guys that played back in the those championship teams back in the 80s, uh, or was there uh, teams that were in the yeah that, that were in that champ in championship games yep. or in playoff games? Um, do you hear a lot from them? Like, is it is it a, a, a kind of a? I feel like Merrimack maybe you played football there. You're kind of it's a bit of a brotherhood, a community. Yeah. In in itself. Yeah, I mean, uh, I 
I think it's like that um, in in most towns. Uh, I know in Nashua, uh, when I was at South, it was like that. And you can see the guys would come back to practice. And uh, unfortunately, uh, some of that has been lost in Merrimack uh, over the, you know, I, I don't know how many years. But uh, we're trying to bring that back. We're actually going to have some former players come and speak to the team about uh, what the program meant to them and uh, what uh, our improvement means to, to them as alum. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, we actually have a, a coach on our staff, Joe Goodrich, who played on the championship team. And uh, he's, uh, he's a great resource for our kids in terms of uh, understanding that at one point Merrimack was a very proud football program in the state. And that's something that we want to bring back to the town. Um, as far as football is concerned, I got to imagine that that's a, a huge thing to do. Is 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 it? How do you, again, going back to how do you how do you think about these things? But but having a guy who lived it, yes, with the kids every day, has got to be a step in the right direction. Oh, most of, and he, and uh, he was around all off season. Uh, we we made a big point of trying to have our kids spend a lot of time together in the off season, just because by doing that. Uh, you have a trust and an understanding and a love for the person that's next to you and uh, and believe that when you're going through adversity, you'll have each other's back. And uh, he was a big part of that as well as uh, as many of the other coaches. But uh, uh, once again, as you said, he's there to kind of relay stories to them. And uh, we hope to have other guys come and do the same thing. As, as we were saying, you know, expecting a, a good-sized crowd Friday night for this game. Do you notice that? You know, do you notice that down on the sidelines when you're when you're coaching a game? And, and I imagine Merrimack's a little bit similar to because of the setup. You got the track in between there. There's a little bit of room still even on that other side of the track. Uh, Bedford's kind of the same way. You're, you're, the stands are like up a little bit above the field. Do you feel that? Do you feel like when there's a big crowd behind you? Do you notice that at all? Not at all. I I, I really don't. I'm like one of the kings of. Car compartmentalization I, mm. I don't notice it at all <laughs> um, when I go to watch games that's when I uh, start to uh, to feel it uh, and it's kind of weird you, you mentioned uh, Merrimack and Bedford and their setups it feels uh, so much less intimate than a game at Stellos which seems weird because that's a stadium yeah, and yeah. it's much bigger <laughs> right but you're so much closer to the action and the sound is coming from both sides, both sides and right. there's woods in on both end zones so you actually everything is contained and it just you feel the excitement and uh same thing that that championship game against Pinkerton obviously I, I felt I felt the energy from right, the crowd right. and was trying to feel the heat from the crowd too but that didn't work <laughs> out uh but there's certain games you do yeah. feel the energy but uh uh setups like uh like Merrimack and Bedford it's it's a little bit more more difficult just because of how far removed you are you know, you you mentioned those crowds, um, the playoff crowd too, and and I of course last week had had Dante Lorendi yeah. on, was talking to him about that North South playoff game uh, Gosh, from 2010. Awesome. You were obviously there too. Yep. Is that one of the better crowds yeah. you think? I mean, that, and that's what we're talking about, Stella. I mean, I that one I noticed. Yeah. <laughs> I remember looking around and and thinking, holy crap, yeah. how are there this many people here? Yeah, and. Uh, it was uh, same thing. You can you can just feel the energy, and that was a great game with a lot of great kids uh, participating, and obviously great coaches on both sides. But uh, uh, Stellos is kind of weird because you'll see a lot of people along the side 
uh, like in the end zones and kids walking around and then you're like, well, there's nobody here. And then you look up and you're like, holy cow, there's a lot of people here. Right, yeah. And then yeah. it's probably worse when you come late and you try to park and you're like, yeah, there's definitely a lot of people here. Yeah, I made that, I made that mistake last <laughs> week. I lucked, I lucked out because uh, there was a, a police officer outside the uh, doctor's offices that okay. across the field or across the street from, you know, um, yep. where the Conway is and the Y and uh, was not letting people into that lot. And I don't know if he recognized me from, you know, my past, uh, uh, you know, where the paper or what, or he noticed I had a lot of stuff in the, you know, he let me in that parking lot. So oh, wow, I should, got, I should say thank you. Yeah, I know. I got lucky because I was, uh, there were people, pull, you know, it was 630 and there were people coming out of wow. the parking lot there to find someplace else to park. So I really lucked out there. Wow. Yeah. <sighs> I, you know, I, uh, any any final thoughts about this game on on Friday? Um, any any predictions? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you'll get a coach out here to make a prediction. Good luck. Yeah, I, know. Uh, I mean, I I predict it's going to be a, a, a good really game? good game. Yeah. I really yeah, do. Yeah, I, I, I they're 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 a very good team on both sides of the ball, and also their special teams and uh, well coached. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to the game. I know the kids are, and I know our coaches are, and uh, we want to. Uh, uh, we want to rise to the occasion and um, 